Welcome to episode 21 of Women of the Wagons, where the men are the only ones with stories from the wagon trail. I'm Cass Patterson. Women of the Wagons is brought to you by Western Financial Group. Western Financial Group is a diversified insurance services company that's focused on creating security and has provided over 1 million Canadians the right protection for more than 100 years. When you need insurance for your home, office, farm, or vehicle, call Western Financial Group and visit westernfinancialgroup.ca. I'm excited to bring you guys this episode this week. Um, I started listening and reading up about Katie Imler probably back in July, and then I reached out and tried to see if I could get her on the podcast, and it took a little bit, but I finally was able to get her on, and this is such an exciting conversation for me to have. If you remember back on episode one of After the Ninth, Logan Gorse talked about sending his Calgary Stampede winning outfit to Cooley Equine. Well, I have the owner of Cooley Equine on Women of the Wagons today. Katie has worked with quite a few chuck wagon horses. Um, Heather Sutherland talked about Cooley in her episode. So it's an exciting conversation for me to have. Um, and I'm not gonna ramble on too much longer because I just wanna get straight into this. Uh, Katie talks a lot about health and nutrition and kind of what they do at Cooley. So without further ado, here is my interview. We are on the line with Katie Imler. How are you doing today, Katie? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Um, I've wanted to get you on for quite a while. I'm pretty sure that I annoyed the girl at your guys' front desk because I've been trying <laughs> to get you on so badly. Um, I, I'm really excited to talk to you because you have such a unique relationship with not just chuck wagon racing, but with Western sports in general. And I think what you do and what you guys do at Cooley Equine is a huge part of the sport in Western sports in general. Um, so I guess let's kind of dive into how this all started. For sure, yeah. So Cooley Equine is um, six and a half years old now, which is kind of like my first baby. Um, but it started uh, over 10 years ago, probably, when I started going to school taking equine sports therapy courses um, and just kind of learning everything could about about the horse industry and horses themselves, how they moved. Um, I've gone through taking my equine osteopathy schooling and uh, kind of picked up on a lot of other courses here and there, as well as I've done a lot of reading myself personally, um, because obviously there's not a real course that you can take to learn how to do this. So a lot of it is uh, self-taught experience and um, just any knowledge I can find. And from there, I found the equipment and told my husband that I bought it and he needs to help me build a barn. <laughs> um, and since then, we've just been able to grow and expand. And it's amazing all the cases we've been able to see and the vets we've been able to work with. And uh, yeah, kind of the impact we've been able to make in the industry. I love how it was like, a, so I've already done this, but uh, yeah, you need to get on board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We, we didn't know where to put the equipment. I was like, so... I knew that this is what I wanted to do. We had talked about that, but um, an opportunity came up, and so I kind of jumped on it, and the rest is history. 
Okay, let's talk about the event because I tried to like just go through your guys' website and pick like mm-hmm. a couple of things. But there is so much that you do there from salt baths to the UV lights to I can't even give it all justice. Yeah, so we do offer a lot of different services, but I think that that really helps us customize programs and make them very unique to a horse's specific needs. If you only have one service to offer, you can only kind of help a niche of horses um, with those specific needs. Uh, So we're able to like target such a wide range of horses, um, which is awesome. We get to see all sorts of different cases and all sorts of different types of horses, but we're able to make programs so specific to the horse based on their issues. So let's talk about, um, I guess, the UV light first. What kind of issues does that entail, and how how do you work with that horse to, you know, kind of get them through it? Yeah, they're um, special bulbs. They're infrared light bulbs. Um, They're not just like your average run-of-the-mill bulbs that you can get at UFA. If it was that easy, that'd be awesome. But these ones are very special um, wavelengths. So they penetrate into the soft tissue. They help increase circulation, help with um, the immune system, help relax muscles, help the horses feel good. Um, They love it. They'll stand under there and like if the lights, they're on a timer and if the lights go off, the horse will start like moving around and stuff so you go turn them back on usually. Um, So they, they really do enjoy being under there. And I am a big believer in if it's gonna work for the horses, it has to work for me. So I actually have a smaller version of the infrared flarium um, that I can use anywhere on myself. And I absolutely love it. I've noticed huge changes from it. So I know that the horses um, are also loving it as well. I love that. I've listened to you on another podcast and you were talking about that. And it just, I think it just shows like the love and attention that goes into these horses because you are willing to do this stuff on yourself. Plus you're kind of, you know, pampering yourself too. So that works. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. A lot of the things that I talk about, I do try to compare um, to humans because then it's a little bit more relative to everyone, right? Horses, sometimes we think of them as animals and not as athletes, but um, I try to try to consider them more on the same page as humans in the athlete world because uh, it's it's really relative and it's really easy for people to compare once they're like, oh, right, I ran that far once and this is how I felt. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it makes it a little bit easier to understand for the horses. I love it. So for like a check wagon horse, what would you use uh, the light for it? How does the infrared kind of help them? Um, I know you've worked with quite a few of the thoroughbreds that come off the check wagons and they mm-hmm. might just need a little bit of TLC and some extra love. And it's great the guys send them to you. That way you can give that to them. Yes, we have a ton of fantastic check wagon clients. Um, the list is long and the horses are many, which is awesome. But so for the infrared lights, uh, it's great for the horses, like I said, when they've been working hard and stuff, it's just kind of like a nice spa day for them. Um, they get to stand underneath the infrared lights, and it just helps relax the muscles, you know, that have been working hard. Um, like I said, increase the circulation, and it'll actually relax them for longer. So once they come out from under there, their backs and hips and stuff um, all feel, feel like youthful again, kind of revives them. 
That's awesome. And I mean, I know last year Logan Gorse sent his winning team from the Calgary Stampede to you guys, and they got to enjoy the salt baths, which to me sounds amazing. Uh, yes. So let's kind of <laughs> talk about that, I guess. What are the salt baths, and what did that team get to enjoy? Yeah, so the cold salt water spa is very, very cold water. So it's actually chilled to three degrees Celsius. Um, but because of the concentration of salt in the water, it feels like minus 15 on their legs. So it's kind of like, again, when you think of human athletes having an ice bath after they're done working out, what it does is it helps to um, vasoconstrict the legs, like all the blood vessels in the legs will vasoconstrict when they go in and are in that cold water, and then they vasodilate when they come out, and they get a rush of good new blood to the area. So it helps with healing, helps um, combat any heat, pain, inflammation in there, um, you know, anything that comes with athletes and running that hard and stuff causes a little bit of inflammation, helps to get rid of that, helps their legs to feel fresh and ready to go again. Um, kind of on to the next one, I guess. But it helps, yeah, revive them, keeps them cool, and helps them heal. Okay, I lied. Maybe I don't want it minus 15 degrees. I know. <laughs> it sounds it sounds nice, but, um, yeah, it's a little it's a little cold for humans. But the horses actually love it. So they get a lot of magnesium uptake from the salt water, um, which helps calm them down. And then, like I said, it kind of it gives them so much relief and stuff that they actually really enjoy it. Now, you've worked with a lot of these horses, and a lot of these horses you've kind of helped get back into shape. And like, um, do you have, like, a favorite success story? Oh, my gosh. I know. I'm putting you on I... the spot with that one. <laughs> I don't have a favorite one. I have a lot. Um, but I just think it's really cool to be able to see all of them, you know, whether they come for spa time or just wellness or conditioning. Um, it's just cool to see them all be able to go back. And, and like I said, I love the group of guys that we have that send us horses. They're all phenomenal. Um, they're great owners. They truly take care of their horses to no end. And um, we're just, we're really grateful to be like a little stop on their journey, but yeah, I have I have so many. I love all of them. <laughs> well, it's funny. I talked to Heather Sutherland. Uh, I guess it was last week, and she said that usually when she goes through her receipts from Cooley, that's one of the ways she finds out if Mitch bought a new horse. So. <laughs> Okay, my lips are sealed. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, I don't recognize that name. Hmm. <laughs> that, yes. So yep. we've talked a little bit about the wellness side and the spa side, but I want to talk about the conditioning side because that's really cool too. And you don't just work with truck wagon horses. You work with, I mean, I heard you on the Horse Core podcast, which mm -hmm. is talking about barrel horses. And I mean, you've worked with guys who've competed in CPRA and I'm sure there's a few who competed in the NFR who came up here too. So what what is that part? What is the training and conditioning part that you guys do? So yeah, we have an equine water treadmill. The horses go in, it's basically like a treadmill belt. Um, they start walking on it and then it's sealed and we're able to fill it up to their bellies with water so that they're working um, working in water essentially. And we're able to vary the water height. So we'll set it at different heights each day so that we're working different muscle groups on the horse. It's kind of like if you're going to the gym, um, you don't go to the gym and only work on one muscle group. 
every single time or else you'd have like really big legs and really tiny arms or really big arms and really tiny legs. And uh, it's not quite that dramatic with the horses, but it's very similar. We want to condition their whole body. Um, we want to get their core really strong. We want to get, you know, like their abdominal muscles and their back muscles holding and supporting because that's where athleticism comes from. Um, you know, in humans, you can, um, you know, be the strongest person in your arms and your legs, but if you have no core, you can't be athletic. Uh, I challenge someone to prove me wrong, but I haven't seen it. You know, you need this really, really strong core for balance, um, mobility, everything like that. So we always work on the core with these horses. We're able to turn them around and back them up on the water treadmill as well. So not working in water when they do that, but it's also great for strengthening their hind ends and their backs and helps with their core um, too. So the water treadmill is awesome because it's comparable Two weeks in the water treadmill is comparable to one week of dry land training. And what we find in a lot of disciplines, the chuck wagon guys are great. They do know how to um, condition their horses and they take it very seriously. But a lot of disciplines, um, when you have to go start conditioning in the springtime or if you're going to be gone on a holiday or something and you don't have anyone to ride your horse, um, conditioning can be boring. And I'll be like the first person to raise my hand and say, yes, it is in February. It sucks to haul your horse to the arena and only be able to walk trot. You know, if you're going to take the time to do it, you want to be, like, working on stuff. But you need your horse to be at some level of shape before you can um, start doing a bunch of maneuvers and stuff, or else you risk the chance of injury. So by having them in shape, and, again, this is very important for the truck riding guys, and they are phenomenal at it, but by having them in shape, you reduce your chance of injury. You give that horse a better chance um, if you're paying entry fees or, you know, the horses in general are expensive. So if you're paying for feed and all that you may as well be giving your horse the best chance possible. So that's where the um, conditioning part comes in and is really nice because it does allow us to strengthen a lot more muscles than people are usually able to do riding them. Um, it helps them get more balanced because they have to use all four limbs equally. They're not able to compensate when they're working in a straight line in the water treadmill. Um, so it helps them get stronger. And then when you get them back, you're able to get on them and start doing maneuvers. Or, you know, the chuck wagon guys, um, they're able to take them and start doing a lot more with them than they would be if they were starting from zero. But in our eyes, the condition, like the basic conditioning is all the same. Um, a horse is a horse and we treat them all the same. Not, not every horse gets the same program, obviously, but they all need like a certain base of conditioning. Um, and so that's awesome because we're able to offer that for them. We do say like, for any discipline, there is a small amount of training or work needed after they leave here as well. So, you know, if you're a barrel racer, we can do, you know, two months of conditioning, but then they probably still need to make a few runs um, before they, before you enter your first rodeo. And it'd be the same with the truck wagon guys. They would still need to make a couple trial runs, something before um, you start racing them. Need to blow the mode a couple of times just to get that rust off. Yeah. You talk about the wellness and training and that, and I guess nutrition kind of goes with that as well. Um, so what does nutrition look like with your guys' um, program and with the conditioning and everything? The nutrition for me is very simple. And I love this about the wagon guys because a lot of them are very, keep it pretty simple. Um, but nutrition for me, like energy or carbohydrates, which, you know, I love 
unprocessed foods. So like whole oats, um, you can roll them too. It doesn't, doesn't make much of a difference in my eyes. Um, but like just oats or something to fill them up a little bit. You need some protein. I love um, spirulina, which is like a whole plant food. It has all your essential amino acids, which are the building blocks for building muscle. Um, so I think that's really important to get in them. Horses don't need a ton of extra protein. It's not like we feed them protein powder when we're working them like humans. So I think it's really important for them to be getting all those essential amino acids, which the spirulina has, and it has a ton of other benefits as well. But um, I do love it for that. And then just like a good, um, I love flax oil. It's really high in omega-3s. So is um, a fish oil, but flax oil is a little bit easier to get your hands on, especially for horses. Um, so I do like that. The omega-3s are very high in anti-inflammatories. Again, I've taken them. I've actually taken the spirulina. I take spirulina all the time. Um, they make it in tablet form for horses, and I literally open a bag of the horse stuff and take it because it's cleaner and more pure than the stuff I can find on Amazon. Um, <laughs> So, and then I've taken flax oil as well, or fish oil, um, and I, when I do that, I actually buy, like, strictly omega-3, because uh, that's the one that's the hardest to get in your diet, and same for the horses. So, I mean, again, I'm kind of comparing horses to humans, but I'm I'm taking it the same as they are. So, those are kind of my thoughts on nutrition. From there, I do believe that there are some horses that need more or need a change, need a few different things, but I try not to go too crazy with that. Um I think you've got to have a starting point, too. If you kind of just throw everything at them, then you don't know what they need. You don't know which one's working um, or which one's not working, if something's not working. So I think you start there, and then you can always build on to it, um, depending on the horse drifter and rehab or stuff like that. But I think that that's a really important um, place to start is just keep it really simple, good hay, mineral, um, some energy, especially the thoroughbreds you know, they're a little, they burn a lot more energy, I guess. So they need a lot more um, carbohydrates. They're, they have a better metabolism. I wish I was more like them. <laughs> I love that you take the same uh, supplements as they do. <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah. It's, like, so they moved it into, so the brand we carry at Cooley is um, G's Organic Spirulina, and it's grown in Canada, which is amazing. It's like certified organic, so you know exactly what you're getting with spirulina. It can be tough. Um, you need to know where it's grown because it can be grown in like kind of dirty water and stuff in different parts of the world. So it's like I said, I trust the G's more than I trust any even brand of spirulina. And now that they have it in tablet form, it's amazing because I have taken so much, but I don't love the taste of it anymore. But I will follow it in tablets all day long. Um, horses love it in powder as well they it tastes like a plant so they think it's great um <clears throat> but they will also take the tablets too but yeah i take my daily dose of spirulina and my omega-3s and away we go that's perfect so i mean we always talk about the horses are the real athletes of the sport it wouldn't work if it wasn't for the thoroughbreds so mm-hmm. when you see kind of a new thoroughbred come to you, um, I guess from an outsider's perspective, what do you see in the difference in the horse as they kind of mature and I guess come back to you a couple different times? Um, as they come back, they know exactly where they are. They don't forget about the equipment um, and they just settle right in and love it. So 
generally not by a choice, but just the way that it is. I generally have like an all female staff, but I think that that's great because the horses kind of just settle in and, you know, we kind of spoil them and pamper them. And they just, they know that they're not in race mode or run mode or like, and that's what they love to do. But when they get here, they kind of just chill out and uh, they remember where they are. And they're like, Oh, okay. I remember this place. Um, you know, the first few times to put them through a little bit of a training process just to get them comfortable with all the equipment and get them used to everything. And then after that, they completely remember what they're doing. Um, and it's really fun for us to see the same horses back over and over again. I love getting repeat horses because you kind of form a relationship with them, um, especially some of the ones that stay longer and stuff. They kind of get to be like your horse, like you're caring for them all the time. And then they go home and you're like, oh, darn. <laughs> Do you ever go to the races and you see a horse that you've worked with and you're like, I'm just cheering for that horse? <laughs> All the time. All the time. I do that at rodeos. I do that at cow horse shows. Um, do that at barrel races, chuck wagon races, tea ropings. I, yeah. When it's a horse that I like, I, I root for the horse. <laughs> I like forget about the rest of them. I'm just cheering yeah. for the horse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I said there's so many, but are there a couple of stories that you can tell us about different chuck wagon horses that you've worked with? Uh, I've had I've had so many that I just love. Um, one of my favorite ones was Papa. He was owned by, I, I did love Papa. Um, Sutherland had a horse named Quinton, and I loved Quinton. Um, but yeah, I have quite a, I have a list. So many I love. <laughs> Going back to the barns must take forever for you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, they're all, they're all really good. I mean, they all, you can tell, um, yeah, when they get here, they just kind of settle in and they're just like, oh, okay, I'm good here. And then they just all get really nice to work with and stuff. So I, I like them. Now you guys also help out with some rehab and work with vets and that. Um, so I'm guessing that process again, goes a lot with the conditioning, but what does it all entail? And like, do you, you have a couple of vets on site sometimes, but you guys also work with vets outside of Cooley too. Yes. Yeah. So we, um, you know, if your horse gets diagnosed with something, it has an issue, um, of any type, usually what people do is they'll call us and they'll say, Hey, this is our vet. Um, this is what they found. And then we'll usually talk with their vet to build a rehab program that's appropriate for their horse and their injury. The awesome thing about horses is that everything is different with every horse. You, like, you'll never see two of the exact same injury in the same spot, you know. So they're all different, which is fun because then you get to see a lot of variety. But it also means that pretty much every horse that comes in here has to have a custom-done program Um and work accordingly to that. And then obviously, you know, we're like the rehab side and we do the daily work. Um, and I will say that with rehab, that is one of the most important parts, whether or not you can afford to send your horse to Cooley um, or you're going to do your rehab at home when your vet doesn't give you a rehab plan. That is literally the most important part that you have to do to get that horse back. Um, it's not like a, they say to do this seven days a week and you do it once a week for six weeks. Um, you know, you're just, your horse isn't going to recover as quickly um, or they may never recover the same. The rehab part is so, so, so important to these horses. Um, but then it's also nice to have that check-in weekly 
So that's part of it too, is the vet will check in weekly, see how the horse is doing, see what else they need, see if there needs to be any adjustments to the program. Um, obviously there's a lot of things they can offer as far as like imaging, so x-ray, ultrasound, um, regenerative therapies, shockwaves, things like that. Like there's a whole array of things that the vets can offer that we um, can't. So it's nice to have a combination of both, like working complementary to each other. Now, you guys use the ProScope along some of your rehab, correct? Yes, so it's a microcurrent device. Um, and again, I have been hooked up to it so many times and I absolutely love it. I, I wish I had more time to hook myself up to it. But there has been times when the girls have come around the corner and I'm sitting there hooked up and I'm like, don't mind me, I'm just treating myself. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I love that device. It's the only portable device that we have at this time. So I have been able to take it, you know, to the Calgary Stampede or to the Canadian Finals Rodeo um, to some of those bigger events. I will take it. Um, yeah, it sends current through the body and it helps to open up the cell membranes that oxygen and nutrients can get in and carbon dioxide and waste can get out, um, which helps the body to kind of normalize, detox, um, feel better, heal, break down scar tissue has a lot of, uh, has a big variety of um, benefits depending on what frequencies we're using and hitting and stuff like that. So it can do a lot for the body. That's really interesting. Um, I think the only piece of equipment that I haven't asked you about is the Equivibe. Yeah, so that's a vibrating plate we have. So the horses stand on it. Um, lots of times, you know, the first time they're kind of like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing here. The floor is moving. But then if you just get their front two feet on it, usually they'll move and put their back two feet on on their own. Um, because it's relaxing for them, it feels good. So again, depending on what frequencies you're hitting and stuff, it can have um, different effects on body. It's great for horses that are maybe on stall rest or not moving as much because they're able to kind of get out and do something, um, do something and not moving. And it's, um, yeah, it's really good for those horses. It helps increase lymphatic drainage, um, can help with bone density, um, and a few other things like that. So it's, yeah, it's nice for the horses, I think, that can't get out of their cells and do very much. So it's good for them to stand on there. It looks super cool. It reminds me of a machine that my parents have that's like a vibrating machine that you can stand <laughs> on. Yeah. Except I think that you one's for weight loss. You can stand on this one as well. Yeah. Yeah, you can stand on this one as well. Just after a while, it actually does relax your legs when you step off of it. You're like, oh, that feels better. So what is the biggest, I guess, kind of hurdle for you? And what was the biggest learning curve for you going from working with like quarter horses and stuff like that to now working or in standard bred horses, now working with thoroughbreds and that, because they're very different horses, even though they're both equine. Yes, they are very different. Um, but the thoroughbreds, the biggest thing I found is that they love their routine. So you just, keep them on their routine you do which is really easy here because I mean we have staff and we're um, kind of on a schedule every day so when you keep them on their routine they're they're great they love that you know when they eat at the same time every day when they do their sessions at the same time every day um, whereas like the cow horses are like meh I don't really care you do what, do what you want lady like the cow horses are like they can do it at any time of the day but the thoroughbreds really like their routine is what I've found 
I've heard someone refer to thoroughbreds as 1,500-pound Yorkies. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, like, probably true. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's my favorite, like, reference to them because I'm like, ah, they yeah. can't be prima donnas. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Um, I guess kind of uh, how often do some guys send the horses to you? Is it once a year? Is it once every few months. Um, I know this year is probably different because of COVID. Uh, but yeah, so. this year has been a bit of a different year for sure. Um, it really depends on the horses and what they kind of need. Um, like I said, these guys are super smart. They're really receptive to their horses' needs. And um, when their horses need to be here, they're usually here. They The busiest time for us is obviously Panoka, Calgary, and right in between there. We see a lot of horses through there just like keeping them feeling fresh, keeping them ready to go and wanting to run. Um, that's that's obviously our busiest. But then you know, we get lots like pre-season and then lots through the season. And then we even keep some post-season to just kind of help them get feeling their best before they get turned out for the winter. So usually I play a game called Venus and Mars, but since I've never met your husband, I won't make him go through that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's great. If anyone's wondering, <laughs> he probably wouldn't even care. But I guess I'm going to kind of change up our alignment and I'm going to ask, what are the changes that you've seen as a small business owner with COVID and kind of how can we help the Western sports and how can we help them help you? Cause they're a big part of your clientele base. Yeah, they are a big part of our clientele base. And I mean, it's really tough when, especially for the truck rigging guys, literally everything that they do has been canceled. Um, you know, it makes it really hard for them to do too much, obviously for sure. But even though Western sports, I think it's tough that so much has been postponed or canceled. Um, and I think it's going to be tough coming back from it because getting the sponsorship and stuff, I'm just not sure that it's all going to be there in the same capacity that it has been before. Um, I think just to remember that like every little bit counts, you know, we're grateful for every horse that we've had this year, um, whether it be rehab or conditioning. You know, we're just, we're grateful that we're still able to be here every day and be working with the horses. Um, so, you know, and always, as far as our business goes, you can always talk to us too. If you have a rehab case or something like that, and you're like, hey, I know that my horse needs this, but I maybe don't have X number of dollars, we're always willing to work with people um, and kind of make up a plan that works within your budget as well. So you just have to call us or email us. There's actually a form on our website you can fill out, and it even has a section for, like, budget, um, kind of like what your ideal budget range is. And then that helps me make a program that works within your budget. So not everything has to be, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, it must be so expensive. But it really doesn't have to be um, to give your horse um, a program that could probably potentially help them come back way better and way stronger. I love just how much you love the equine athletes. It's just <laughs> the most heartwarming thing. I've I, It warms my heart from the inside out. I have said many times, I love horses because they don't talk back. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love them for so much more. I have told a lot of people that, but 
No, I just think that they always give us 100%. Like, there's not a horse out there that won't give you 100% for no reason. Um, and, yes, a lot of it has to do on, like, their upbringing and stuff, but that's no different than people. But horses, will always they always want to get better. So when we're rehabbing them or giving them wellness stuff or making them feel better, it doesn't matter. They always want to get better. Humans don't always – I mean, a lot of them do, and mostly, I think most people want to feel better. But – they just don't always have the same motivation that the horses do. And I, that's, that's truly why I love the horses. They've given me a lot. And so it's a good way for me to be able to give back to them. Humans are really good at going, nah, we don't need that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They know they want it, but they, they don't have the motivation to do it. Whereas horses are different. Well, I, I guess my last question is kind of what was it like uh, during this time that you've started your business? You have built this amazing brand. You also did have kids. <laughs> so, I do have kids. <laughs> I don't sleep a lot. <laughs> coffee is your best friend, I'm guessing. Yes, coffee and tea. I mean, I keep saying that we need a caffeine IV, but I don't see that happening anytime soon, sadly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so what was that transition like and how did I guess you find that balance where you can give everybody kind of what they need and not burn yourself out and still run this amazing uh business um definitely finding the appropriate team so finding the right people to help you in the right places uh, is huge my husband is obviously my number one on my team but as well as like the staff I have, um, a lot of them have been here for an extended period of time. They know my system. They know how everything runs. They're great with the horses. Um, and that's, I think that's the biggest part is just being able to have that team and be able to uh, utilize it when you need it. Um, and yeah, I, I wouldn't have been able to do it, obviously, without, without my team. All right. We're going to see if we can pull this answer out of you. <laughs> Do you have an all-time favorite horse? Um, we always reference, I don't know if Logan sent him to you last year, but Logan Gorse has a horse named Canadian Idol. And Idol is like Logan's be-all, end-all. He'll be the horse that goes out to pasture and becomes their lawn ornament. He's just given him so much. So do you have a horse like that in your life? Of my own personally? Um, Your own or a business horse? I I have had that horse. Um, Unfortunately, I don't have many more, but he's the one that gave me everything. And um, yeah, he, I I don't know that I'll ever find another one that I love the same way that I love him, just the experiences that I had to go through with him and the things that I was able to do. Um, He was a rope horse at the time. My dad started him as a three-year-old. And then I took him as a four-year-old and started roping on him. And I, he was like my heart horse. He was like the love of my life as far as horses go. And uh, yeah, he's, he's the reason for Cooley. He's the reason I love horses as much as I do. So I, yeah, unfortunately I don't have them anymore. And I hope that one day I will love another horse the same way. I, I have a great horse right now and she's, she's amazing. She's my mom horse. She's very trustworthy, um, helping me get my confidence back after having children. But yeah, my my main boy, um, 
is the reason that I do what I do. That is awesome. And oh, well, I hope you get your confidence back to riding after having kids. <laughs> it's coming. It comes back in time. It just takes a little while. <laughs> You're like, ah, uh, the kids. Yes. <laughs> yeah. My, my kids are very young, so I'm getting back more and more. Um, thank goodness. But <laughs> yeah, the first first few times back you're like oh right there's people with other lives that depend on my life now so I gotta play it safe <laughs> you're like I can't just go and jump that fence yeah yeah darn <laughs> I have I have a great little mare right now and she's super fun to ride and you can rope on her and do whatever you need but um yeah she's she's just my mom horse I call her so you guys grew up uh, or you were raised on a ranch, I'm guessing, around Calgary or around Yeah, kind of, right around Alberta, Alberta, actually. Right. I don't live that far away from my parents' place now. So, yeah, we were raised with cattle and horses. Um, and I have two brothers, and so I actually grew up roping instead of barrel racing. And I don't don't regret that decision at all because my brothers kept it interesting. But, uh, yeah, so that's what I hope to get back to as my kids get older. I mean, it probably will help as the kids get older. <laughs> it will, yes. Hopefully they want to rope, too, and we can kind of do it together as a family. I was more going to say you can rope them together. <laughs> oh, yes. Tie them up. Perfect. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> well, Katie, thank you so much for giving me this time and for coming on and talking and for sharing your love for horses and for, I guess, our sport of check wagon racing because it is a unique one and I love that you're able to work with uh, our athletes and make them feel better. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Hi, I'm world professional chuck wagon driver, Kurt Benzmiller. The hours of hard work and sweat it takes to be a champion can put your body to the test. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, and sometimes you just need a chiropractor. Did you know that your chiropractor is specifically trained to help everything from neck strains to back adjustments to a foot sprain? Don't let pain get in the way of your goal towards the championship. Visit albertachiro.com for more information. Thank you, Katie, for joining me on Women of the Wagons. And we didn't do Venus versus Mars this week, but we did talk about the different alignments that Kuliak Line has had to make, and that is presented by the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. Don't let pain prevent you from reaching your goal to be a champion. If it hurts, see your local chiropractor and visit albertachiro.com to learn more about the adjustments that chiropractors have made in their clinics to ensure their patients are safe and able to focus on feeling better. And you know what, it's kind of interesting that that's where that leaves off because that is 100% what Cooley Equine is focused on, on making the horses feel better, on making the equine athletes feel better. And I love the way they go about it. I love the fact that Katie says she's hooked herself up to most of the equipment that they have at Cooley. Um, maybe not the salt water bath as we talked about you know it sounded really good last year when logan talked about it and me and dayton joked that you know maybe we should go to a spa after 10 days of stampede but i'm starting to think maybe that would not be the best choice especially not a salt water spa but anyways that's just me on a little bit of a ramble but i love the fact that she you know she takes the same supplements as the horses and she uses the same equipment and she tries everything and I just, I think that is such a natural and such a comforting way 
of going about things because then she can she can tell horse owners who come to her hey i'm willing to do this for myself so i'm willing to do this for your horse so i just i love that whole concept about kuliak wine thank you so much katie for coming on i kind of am hoping that in the future we can have her on again i'd love to get deeper into some of the topics that we covered um but that is it for this week of women of the wagons if you're looking for more chuck wagon podcast content you can listen to outside the wagon with brian hebson and then of course after the ninth with dayton sutherland and myself Dayton is now a studious student, so um, we're working around his exam schedule and that, but we will have a new episode coming out, uh, so we're just, you know, Dayton's doing the studying thing, and I'm doing the working thing, and it, it, it's interesting to see how this works. I still love the fact that, you know, I, we have only been in the same place in a year and a half of doing these podcasts for 10 days. I feel like that might be the whole reason that Dayton's still able to put up with me, but who knows? Anyways, this episode of Women of the Wagons is brought to you by Western Financial Group. Western Financial Group is a diversified insurance services company that's focused on creating security and has provided over 1 million Canadians the right protection for more than 100 years. When you need insurance for your home, office, farm, or vehicle, call Western Financial Group and visit westernfinancialgroup.ca. Until next week, I'm Cass Patterson. Pack up your bags. You pack up your bags. And throw me the key.